What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Chicken Scratch Gospel coming to you from Meanwhile at the Legion of Doom. I'm your host, Matt. With me, my co-host, my good friend, Daniel. I love this place. Man. What's up, my man? What's up? What's up? I love this place. Just open door policy. You just walk in. You know how we do it. Open that refrigerator. Listen, it's people that don't even knock. <laughs> they do. I mean, they knock so much, man. They just they break your window, the glass, man. They walk right in and sit right down. Yeah, man, I'm excited yeah. to be uh, to be with you today, man. We got some stuff that we're gonna talk about, um, and uh, <laughs> I just I had a I had a thought in my devotion time the other day, and I was like, you know what? <laughs> Here's the difference between being an instrument of God mm. and just being a tool. Like, um, I want to, I'll clarify this. Okay. We'll clarify this, but, but, um, let's get into this definition first before we get into yeah. the scripture. Cause I'm sure everybody's like, wow, that was what a, that was mean. yeah. What a, what a weird way to start off the podcast. But it, so let me give you a little bit the definition. Okay. By definition, a tool is an instrument used for building or repair, mm. right? That's, that's what a tool can be an instrument used for building or repair. It also could mean a stupid or irritating or contemptible person. <laughs> so, so the way that we're going to find the proper way to use a tool is we're going to call that an instrument. Yeah. The improper way of using a tool, we're just going to call it a tool. Mm. Okay. And I, and I, I had this epiphany as I was reading through Genesis the other day I, I, and I'm, you know, I don't really have like a steady, like, um, Oh, I'm going to read like from Genesis to revelation, this kind of a thing. I've done that before. I've read through the Bible many times. I'm more like, jump around, you know, I have different devotions that I read through and then I jump around all over the Bible. And this one happened to bring me to Genesis 46 and 47 that I was reading. And as I was reading, I was like, wow, this is crazy. So what the topic that we're going to be discussing today is, is pretty crazy. Um, once we get into it, but before we do, we are going to immediately rabbit trail because mm -hmm. this wasn't something that I wanted to have for an entire episode, but this first part was just so huge to me, right? Genesis 46. Verses two and four. So God spoke to Israel in a vision at night and said, Jacob, Jacob. So the person Israel, remember his name changed from, from Jacob to Israel. And Israel replies, here I am. Now we could take a minute right here and just say that it says God spoke to Israel and said, Jacob, Jacob. Isn't that interesting yeah. that God can still, God will still address you for, for that person where he found you. Maybe, maybe he's reminding you, remember where, when I, when I first called you, when I first found you, you were Jacob, you were not Israel. You were not perfect. You were not, you know, you, so, but that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother episode. Yeah. Yeah. But, but God then says to Jacob, he says, I am God, the God of your father. Do not be afraid to go down to Egypt for I will make you into a great nation there. I will go down to Egypt with you and I will surely bring you back again. And Joseph's own hand will close your eyes. So first of all, what a cool legacy. You know, we have Jacob or Israel trusting God in the face of death because God is telling him, you're going to go to Egypt. Jacob's like, yeah, I'm going to go to Egypt. And Joseph, this promised son of Jacob's, is going to be the one to close your eyes. He's ba God's basically telling Jacob here, like you're, you're going to Egypt to die. Mm -hmm. You're going to die, but I, but you're going to, but don't worry, I'm going to bring you back again mm -hmm. and you're going to be a great nation. Right. And it just, it just, it made me think immediately like, man, faith can be a legacy. Mm -hmm. Faith can be a legacy. 
And what a crazy legacy this was. This The faith that it must have taken to move from your home to a new nation, knowing that you were going to die there. Mm-hmm. And how many times have we forgotten about all that God has done for us? Mm-hmm. That we're nervous to trust him into going into this unknown space, right? Like that was just kind of a side note. But now watch what happens when Jacob actually gets to this foreign place. This in Genesis uh, 47 verses 7 through 10. It says, Joseph brought his father Jacob in and presented him to the Pharaoh. After Jacob blessed Pharaoh, Pharaoh asked him, how old are you? And Jacob said to Pharaoh, the years of my pilgrimage, meaning I'm just a visitor here. We're just pilgrims on this planet. The years of my pilgrimage are 130. Now, the people that are here know, you know, my goal is 120. That's my goal. You know, I just turned 39. And so I'm not even a third of the way through yet. You know what I mean? I'm still, I'm still a spring chicken. I'm a young buck. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm just a, not even a third of the way through this thing yet. You know, and here, here Jacob is, he's like, man, I'm 130 years old. My years have been few and difficult. This fool's 130 years old. My years have been few and difficult. And they do not equal the years of the pilgrimage of my father's. And then, watch this, Jacob blessed Pharaoh again and went out of his presence. So these, this is where it, the instruments or tools come into play here. And that's what I want to talk about. So we, we, we had to lead in with the faith discussion because it takes faith to do what Jacob or Israel does here. It takes faith, right? Eventually, Egypt would be a symbol of slavery uh, and oppression for the Jewish people. They would be used to build, to serve, to further the Egyptian rule at some point. But right now, Egypt is being used to preserve this nation, right? That is, that's really began as a small group. (laughs) Going into Canaan, they were a small group. They were a family, right? He went into Canaan with a small group, his family, he left with a church. That's, that's, that's what God did when they were, then when they were originally in Canaan and then God says, you're going to go to Egypt and don't worry, I'm going to bring you back. You're going to die there, but I'm going to bring you back. And this land, Egypt, and, its, and this leadership, the Pharaoh would eventually enslave and murder God's people. But Jacob trusts God's promise, his word, so much. I will make you a great nation. Hear me. Faith will change your perception of the people that you encounter from tools to instruments in God's hands. Mm. And that's what I want to talk about. That's so important. That is. That is so good, man. There's a lot of stuff happening here. It's a lot. <laughs> but you know what? Just to touch up on your your f- first point there, man, um, when you're talking about faith and, and legacy, yeah. you know, um, there'd be no legacy if we didn't step out in faith. You know, they're, they're that's good. God is, God is doing something so big that we don't even, we can't see it. We couldn't even imagine it. And, and we have to go out in faith to pursue that. Yeah. And there would be there would be no legacy if we didn't say, hey, you know what? I don't know what it looks like. Um, there's going to be some bumps along the road. Right. But I'm going to go and just trust God. And that's when God begins to do the work in that faith. And that's what pleases him mm. is our faith to say, I trust you, even though it doesn't look like I'm going to move my family from here to there. That doesn't seem right to me. But I'm going to have faith that you're going to take care right. of the situation. 
And my prayer has always been too, man, like in ministry and what we've done is, you know what, how do I want to leave? You know, when I do leave this earth, do I want to leave a legacy? I don't want, how do I want people to remember me? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and it's just pushing through that and having that faith that God's going to do something great. Yeah. And really consider that for those of you that are listening, we understand that, you know, this is something that you can ask yourself um, before we really get into kind of our perception of, of the people that we encounter, the situations or circumstances that we encounter, which is really the meat of what we're going to be talking about today. Mm-hmm. Um, stop for a moment and consider this as, as you watch, as you listen uh, to, to this episode right now. How are you, how are you perceived? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you should live for other people's perception of you because you can't control other people's perception of you. But what I mean by that is, is how do you live your life? Do you live your life as, as an instrument or are you just a tool? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that, that will make a difference, uh, in, in how effective you can be for kingdom. And, and with, with regards to faith that this faith that it takes in order to, you know, leave a legacy, um, it is faith that shifts our perspective, our perception of people from tools to instruments in God's hands. And it's so important that we allow God to shift our perception here because, mm-hmm. hear me now, God wastes nothing. Mm-hmm. Not one thing, not one moment, not one issue, not one, not one loss. Mm-hmm. Like none of the L's that you've experienced in your life are a waste in God's eyes. Whether or not you've chosen to learn from them, grow from them, develop from them, or waste them is up to you. But God himself, God wastes nothing. Right. God allows things to happen, right? And we, we must get to a place of such great faith so that we perceive every person, every obstacle, every circumstance as instruments in God's hands being used to build us, to repair us, to really to renovate yeah. our faith yeah. in Jesus. Cause that's what God's doing yeah. with every encounter. Yeah. And I always say like what, when I go through hard, you know, seasons or circumstances, I always ask myself like, man, what, what are you trying to teach me, God? Yeah. Like, what's, what's the lesson to be learned here? You know, um, because nothing is, is wasted. And another question too, that I ask a lot, for myself is, and I started asking myself a lot this, this last couple of years is, um, what story do I want to tell? Mm. You know, that's good. Um, in regards to like the L's, you know, yeah. or, or the missed opera, whatever it is. Like I, I could tell a story of me just walking away and saying, man, that was a waste of two years or whatever it was. Yeah. Or I could say, you know what? I got back up. God taught me. He, he, you know, um, grew in me. He opened my eyes to some new thoughts and new revelation and, and I move forward and I press through it and built character and whatnot. And, um, and so it's so important that we know that God doesn't waste anything. Even if we feel like, man, that was, that was, what was that? You know? Yeah. Um, it's important to, to pray. Cause I think that's where, where the, the true, like the, 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 the testing of our faith just builds that character and it's, it begins to build yeah. this legacy of what God's doing within us, you know? Yeah. I mean, I love that question. I mean, that's a yeah. great, that's a great question to ask yourself. You know, what story do I want to tell? Because the, the, the Bible describes us as living epistles. Yeah. You know, we're walking stories, right? We're walking stories. People aren't paying attention so much to all of the things that you say. People are watching how you live. Mm. 
people are watching how you live. And so if we can allow God to grow our faith in such a way to use every person, obstacle, circumstance as an instrument in his hands to grow our faith and develop our faith. And then we can then in turn, because we know that's happening, Mm -hmm. we can then in turn look at those things and bless the instruments of God's hands because God won't waste them. Because that's what Jacob is doing here. Mm -hmm. Jacob is like, I'm going to die. I know I'm going to die here. And he looks at this guy. He knows he's going to come out a great nation. He's, 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 been, he's been promised that a great nation is going to come from his line. And he blesses the Pharaoh. Now, at this point in time, Pharaoh isn't being mean and, and nasty. In fact, Je- Joseph has favor in the sight of, of Pharaoh's uh, eyes. But, but we also know that that changes, yeah. uh, that changes pretty quickly. Um, it, with regards to the nation of Israel and Egypt and their their kind of relationship, and still yet, Jacob chooses this perception of faith, mm-hmm. you know, through through uh, through the eyes of of God's promises. And and I guess if if you're asking yourself what story do I want to tell as a as a walking story as a living epistle, man, what promise am I holding on to? To, to walk the right way. Yeah. And this is another reason why it's so important to understand and to, to learn to read uh, God's word, to, to understand contextualizing God's word. Mm-hmm. There's so many things uh, there's so many things that people have wrong. There are so many things that people have assumed of God's word. There are so many things that people um, project and people spread about God's word that are just not true. Yeah. Uh, and and especially, with regards to the language contextually in and of itself, because the English language is so limited that it's, that's why it's important that we study, you know, the word of God tells us to study, to show yourself approved, not unto man, but unto God, right. you know, a workman needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word, the, the word of truth. It's, that's okay. Like really understand, really dive deep because there's, there's words that the English language uses that really aren't necessarily even the words that, are meant. It's just that there's no other word in the English language to yeah. describe the relationship, right, or uh, or or that particular description. And and we have all faced hard times. Mm-hmm. We've all faced them, you know. And some of y'all might be in hard times right now. And I'm gonna tell you, you know, I've said this on the podcast before, but I will tell you that um, we're we're about a now a year into our this new journey that God, um, that God is, has, is bringing us on, um, you know, those that have been listening to the podcast know that, um, you know, Daniel and I are, we're, we're planting a church and we've got a great team, man, and a great group of people that are just get come together and worship in with us. And it's just really, really fun. It's, it's really, really cool to, to watch God do God's stuff. But a year ago, I was walking through, man, mm the hardest season of my life, the hardest season of my life. And I didn't make the choices that I made because I knew people were watching. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like it was the hard, it was, uh, it was the hardest, hardest season that I've ever walked through in my life. I was ready to walk away from ministry altogether. I was ready. I'll just never, I'll just never, I'm because, you know, a lot of people may not know this about me, but like, I don't have, I don't feel like, man, I, Oh, I have to be the one that's preaching or I have to be this or I have to be that. I really don't, carry that I really don't feel that Mm -hmm. um it's more of a responsibility to me than it is a desire if that makes sense Mm -hmm. um I was ready to just walk away from it all yeah I'll just watch I'll just watch 
church online and, and have dinner with people that I know believe in Jesus. We'll call that community and we'll call that church. And it was a cop out. And they were, they were, you know, things that I was, that I was wrestling with because I had been, I'd been hurt. Um, and I was confused mm-hmm. and going through again, just, just tough times, man, hard times and the circumstances surrounding everything. Um, and I had made a promise that I was going to give my yes to God. Yeah. God was going to have my yes. And if you give God your yes, he's going to test your yes. And so that means that hard times are going to come and tough times are going to be there. Bad times are going to come. The question is, will he, will he, will he still get to keep your yes? And he didn't keep, he didn't keep my yes because I was, I was knowing that I was a living epistle mm-hmm. or that it was a walking story or that, oh man, people are watching me. It was genuinely because I had a moment where I was like, God, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. And I felt in my spirit, God's like, you've, you've done this this way and this way for this person and that person. What if you did this for me? Mm-hmm. Don't do this for this leader or for that leader, but do this for me. And then watch what I'll do. Watch what I do. And God did not waste that season. Mm-hmm. It was one of the hardest seasons I've ever had to walk through. Yeah. But God did not waste that season at all. And now I look around and I'm like, man, God, what did, what, what did you do? <laughs> yeah. What is going on right now? You know? And, and so we cannot take for granted, um, what God might do, yeah. you know, and what God could build an, a, a, a church, a, a family, a nation out of, out of a tough time. Yeah. I like that you said earlier, man, cause I think this falls in line with um, your situation and, and my situation too. Cause I absolutely, there's a lot of similarities in, in the last couple of years that, of things that we've been through, Yeah, but you said something about um, what promise have you held on to? And I think that's so important because in, in the process of it all, sometimes we forget the promise. We forget the why of what, what we're even doing. Yeah. And God has given us these promises. Um, and if we lose sight of them, we get weary and we don't want to do it anymore. Right. We get in our fills and, and we give up. And so every time I'm going through these seasons and even in the, in the past, like mm-hmm. I would always like try to hold on to God's promises you know, and, and, and he would remind me of them too. He would remind me of, I'm going to provide for you. You know, um, I'm all you need, you know, um, you're going to leave a legacy. You're, you're going to impact people. Um, you're going to be great, not through yourself, but through me, you're going to show my glory. You're going to make me known. And, and so in life, man, we, we go through these things, but what promise is it? Like, it's so good to write them down, write them down and, you know, and then, and, to where you can see them or whatever it is. So you can know like, God, this is what you promised me and I'm going to hold on to it. I'm not going to let it go. Even when I'm going through a tough time, um, because he's going to use every situation and you go, you will go through those, those seasons of, you know, heartache and pain and, and feeling rejected and alone and all that stuff. But if you just hold fast to those promises, like he, his, his promises won't come back void, you know, like it's, amen. So <laughs> I love that you said that, man. And I love that we're talking about this because there's so many people who do just kind of throw in the towel and give up. And Yeah, man. And we got to hear it. And I've said it, I've said this before, you know, the process is preparation for the party. Yeah. The process is preparation for the party that follows God's fulfilled promise. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's so important, right? To hold on, to hold on to this, to this promise, man. And, and to know what God's promises are, yeah. God might specifically give you a promise that's specifically for like, this is yours. Yeah. This is for you. This yeah. is your promise. But if he hasn't done that yet, 
open up your Bible and understand that there is not a promise in there that you cannot own. There are promises in there that are for you, specifically for you. And all of his promises, all of his words are yes and amen mm-hmm. to those who, who, who follow Christ. And, 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 and if, you're, if you're dealing with hard times today, you know, ask God. Ask him right now. Pause this and ask him, God, how do you desire to use these tools how can my perspective and my perception of these tools be shifted to instruments in your hands that are operating towards your promise? Like, how can we do that? And however he decides to use them, God, however you decide to use them, I want to bless them. Mm-hmm. I want to bless the tools of your hand. I want to bless the instruments that you're using to grow my faith. Yeah, yeah. Faith can be a legacy. I love that we, we started with that. Um, it's, God is in the business of, of faith, man. And I think that throughout our journey, um, he's calling us to a deeper faith to expand our faith in him Yeah, because ultimately our faith is what pleases his heart. You know, Yeah, I remember, uh, I was reading, uh, remember a few weeks ago, I was thinking about when Jesus showed himself to the disciples and he shows himself to Thomas and Thomas is like, I, I won't believe it until I see the holes in your hands, you yeah, know? And yeah. Jesus is like, okay, you know, here. And then he says something interesting. He says, he's a, you guys are, you guys, you know, you see me and that's great and everything, but he's, but then Jesus tells him, but blessed are those who don't see me, but still but believe. They believe. Yeah. You know and I'm just yeah. like? And that's, that's a word for us. Like blessed are you, you don't see me, but you believe, yes. you know? And I, and I, I'm like, these guys saw Jesus. They, 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 he died for them, loved them. I mean, he showed them the truths of the kingdom and then they go back to doing what they've always done. You know, they, yeah. they saw what, and, um, even after when he came back, they still doubted like, is this real? You know, is this real? And Jesus is like, man, you guys see me and, and yeah, you have, you have faith now. Cause I'm sure, but blessed are those who don't, Yeah. how much more greater is that? And so our faith, man, if we can just continue just to believe and trust yes. you know, that God is for us and he has a plan and he has something great, um, we'll be unstoppable. That's right. Know? Hard times, bad yeah. times, tough times. I still have faith in God. Yeah. It's just the way it goes. Mm-hmm. I still have faith in God. And so you're out there listening today. Listen, choose to be an instrument of God and not just another tool. Mm-hmm. Don't just be another tool. Fill in the seat in a church. Because there are plenty of people outside of the church that believe that all churches are just filled with a bunch of tools. Mm. And that's not who you're called to be. You're called to be an instrument of God for repair, mm. for love, for encouragement, for truth. And also remember that your perspective of what goes on and what you experience truly helps you to develop your faith in the hardest of times. Remember that God wastes nothing and that we are in this life to be examples of faith through Jesus. What a legacy. What a legacy that will be, man. And uh, that, that's, that's a good episode. Yeah. If, if we do say so ourselves, Daniel, that was, a, that was good stuff. <laughs> I, really, I really enjoyed unpacking this. And, yeah. so, and listen, if you're out there and you are, and you are dealing with some, some hard times, believe. Believe, believe, believe. Because God is trying to set you up for a blessing. Mm-hmm. Blessed are those 
who have not seen. Yeah. God, I'm waiting to see you. I'm waiting to hear your voice. I want to know. I want to know that I know that I know. Blessed are those who believe and have not seen. Mm-hmm. He's, he's trying to set you up for a blessing, man. I know that it's tough. I know that it's hard. But choose faith above everything else. God wastes nothing. Uh, I think that that is all that we have here for this particular bit of content. And so you know what it's time for. Well, it's time. It's time for recommendations. Hated it, never doing it again. I loved it. I think that should happen every single time. Uh, I might edit that out later. So you might please, please don't edit that out. That was so wonderful. Hated it so recommendations. Much. That was, so I was peer pressure. Good. That was peer pressure. Oh, oh, I want to say thank you so much to those who asked Andy to do that because that was wonderful. That was beautiful. Yeah, I'm. I'm. A, Daniel, I'm gonna let you lead off today, man. What do you What do you got for us? You know what, man? Um, I I heard this doctor. He's actually a doctor at Catalyst a few years ago. Oh snap! I know who you're talking about. Doctor Caroline Leaf, man. Yep. Come on. I mean, so she has a podcast, cleaning up the mental mess. She, man, she's a doctor all about, um, you know, just. Uh, mental health, that's kind of what she really focuses in on, yeah. um, being healthy mentally and, and spiritually and emotionally. And um, there's even some segments segments where she talks about what you eat, man, is is important to your mental health as well. And so um, she yeah. just dives real deep into detail. Um, it's a pleasure when I get to listen. I don't get to listen, listen to the podcast as much as I would like, but um, check it out. Dr. Caroline Leaf. Dr. Caroline Lee's podcast. That's, yes. Yeah, that's, she's really, really good. I have um, yep. one of my favorite writers. Um, I have a few favorite writers um, that are around today. I, most of my favorite writers are dead. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I do have a few favorite writers that are around today. Uh, writers like Mark Batterson, who you know writes things like uh, Win the Day or In a Pit with a Lion on a Snowy Day or Chase the Lion. John Mark Comer is one of those guys for me. He's written books like The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Um, uh, God has a name and he has written this book, um, on God, love, marriage, sex, and the never ending story of male and female. And it is a book called Loveology. Mm. Loveology by John Mark Comer. And it's, it's, it's amazing. It's, <laughs> it's to give you a little description. It says, you know, in the beginning, God created Adam, then he made Eve. And ever since we've been picking up the pieces <laughs> ever since. So it's a wonderful, wonderful book. I think we might, I, I, I like it so much that I think we might make a series out of it. I, I love this idea of, of loveology and the study of the study of love. Yeah. So, uh, man, that's, that's all the time that we have for you on this episode of chicken scratch gospel. Thank you for hanging out with us. Make sure you follow us on social media, subscribe to our YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications and go love like Jesus. We're out. Mm-hmm.